Hi and welcome to the Women in ERP podcast. I'm Abigail Allman. And I'm Stephanie Poor. And today we're joined by Gemma Copeland and Ashley Colquan from Boomi. Hi ladies. Great to have you. Hi. hi. So hi Abby, Steph, thanks for having us on here today. Gemma Copeland, um, I work for Boomi, one of the um, technology partners of IFS. Um, I've been in the IT industry for 20 years um, and I'm really passionate about giving women and those from other diverse backgrounds um, a platform in IT and um, excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. My name's um, Ashley Colhoun. Thank you very much Abigail and Steph for inviting us on here today. Um, I've actually worked for Bumi for the past year. I have um, you know, met Steph in this on my, my journey uh, through you know several collaborations between Bumi and IFS but I've actually been in technology for the past 15 years. I'm a physicist to trade so I'm a scientist to trade. I'm a, an ambassador for women in AI. I'm a massive advocate for you know promoting STEM um, course STEM careers to our future generation and yeah I, um, I have a reverse mentorship with Gemma so excited to be here and talk about all things you know technology and ERP. Last week was it last week it was with International Women's Day yeah and um, we featured on ERP Today Live how did you find it Steph? Um, it was good. It was slightly terrifying to begin with, but we uh, we we got there. Um, and I think hopefully we got our message across in terms of um, you know being a big advocate for women in ERP and just trying to create a new community, really. Yeah, I think so. I hope we didn't alienate too many men. That wasn't the intention. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> we waving our flags. <laughs> I, I think from seeing your social following, I think you had a great following from, from the guys. And I think they were very supportive of what you were trying to get across. So, so I completely fun. agree. And I, it always um, surprises is the wrong word, but I get a lot of I probably get more feedback from men than I do women, which I think is quite interesting. Because I think they quite often they see that there's a kind of gap in not in the market but they, they, they recognize as an issue that yeah. needs to be addressed um yeah which is great I know cool. I saw your post as well well done and I actually was lucky enough to be invited on to Bumi's panel for International Women's Day so I got a little platform to um talk about I guess my experiences of the need for um you know diverse teams especially when it comes to product engineering software engineering data and then my big passion which is obviously AI and machine learning so it was really great you know thank you to to, to the girls at, at, at Boomi who set that up and to anybody who who joined because it was a it was a live panel which was quite wow. nerve-wracking because yeah. normally these yeah. are recorded so there was um somebody very kindly filtering um questions but yeah, it was absolutely fantastic and similar to yourselves you know we had a lot of men on there you know supporting us so just a little thank you from me yeah. to, to to those men Brilliant. That's really good. Very uh, forward thinking of Boomi actually there. So that's good. Um, okay. And also we attended the Every Woman in Technology Awards and we actually met for the first time in person. <laughs> Woohoo! In this new world that we live in. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it was really good. And obviously we were there to, to celebrate Abby and um, you were nominated for Digital Star. Yeah. So I was a finalist. I didn't win. <laughs> there were so many amazing just to be nominated there, but... though we should just give you a little clap as well because that's amazing 
and it was I don't know I mean Abby and I spoke about it afterwards it was a real inspirational evening in terms of it made me really assess my life and what I want to achieve kind of long term because you're just surrounded by these absolutely inspirational and kind of kind of complete overachievers um yeah yeah, it was really motivating yeah I find it quite emotional as well (laughs) I think there was a lady that was sat on our table that won an award and she was with her daughter and she dedicated the award to her daughter and I was like holding back the tears (laughs) it was lovely it can be it can be emotional can't it that's one of the um, reasons I actually over the past year have moved into a new role and one of the reasons why I you know was so excited to join my new team was because of my leader there um, Elizabeth Hart because when I asked her you know when you're in an interview and they say have you got any questions I asked you know what do you do in your spare time and hearing you know what Elizabeth does in her spare time around giving back to the community and those kind of social enterprises that you can involve it, it's it was so I just was like oh I want to be a part of this I want to yeah. be under her wing so it is and I actually felt emotional and I was like don't cry in an interview actually don't cry in an interview <laughs> but yeah um you do get it does does yeah it is emotional yeah it's the, everybody. it's the people factor isn't it it's the it's the human factor to all of this yeah. so yes we work in tech but actually we're we're women existing in this world and it's it's a very difficult world to exist in at times and yeah so it, it was good yeah, and um, I, I've got to give a special shout out to a late, one of the ladies that won um, Faces. She won the Cybersecurity Award, and I just found her an incredibly passionate woman within this industry, and she's really inspired me. She signed up to um, a coding course on the Code First Girls uh, platform, and I'm going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn a new language. <laughs> take my hat off to you that literally is a new language yeah <laughs> so yeah there we go right so I'm gonna let Steph lead today on this so if uh, you want to get started on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so I um well I guess um we've got Gemma and Ash here for a reason so it'd be good to kind of uh, you, you I guess you've touched on a few bits that would be quite good to explore so um Gemma you kind of um spoke about being a big advocate for women and diversity and having worked kind of in the tech sector for the last 20 years are you able to kind of give us a, a bit more around kind of what you've seen how things have changed that kind of thing yeah absolutely I, th- I think you know 20 years ago when I entered the IT industry I was the only woman um in a team of 15 and the confidence that I lacked I guess coming into that and, and trying to to reach this perfection of these these older more experienced guys in the industry um, and what I've definitely seen over the last 20 years is how um, those guys that are actually supporting diversity about how they're starting to bring their their whole self to work and becoming more vulnerable um, and we all know we all know this is a common issue with, um, with with women in IT that we don't necessarily want to show our vulnerabilities in the same way and we think that there's a you know a, a huge hang up for doing so but guys have the same challenges and you know, Ashley and I were just talking about this this morning we see this in the culture of booming quite a bit today that you know guys always have got to be tough and I think just trying to break down those barriers and stronger women bringing themselves to the table it's kind of empowering guys as well to start becoming more vulnerable and now we all start bringing our whole selves to work and I think that's really really important and that's definitely the, the gear change that I have seen with with the, the role of women in, in IT over the last 20 years yeah, um I was gonna say it's like the balancing out isn't it it's, it's it all goes back to being authentic right and so 
you know whether you're a man or a woman it's it's you know being being yourself and like you say bringing your your full self to the office what do you feel are the are the benefits of doing that then bringing your full self so all your vulnerabilities are on the table as well do you why do you think that's now a benefit when senior people show their gaps it enables younger less experienced people to also go I need help you know I need support with this um lead by example absolutely that not everyone is perfect now I I had a wonderful experience at our recent sales kickoff where I was asked to be part of a panel with our new chief executive officer so I was um the day before invited to um a run through now I genuinely thought that these CEOs got on the stage and they just did what they did right naturally because they were perfect guess what they weren't they got up every day and they practiced and they practiced Mm. and they practiced again and I think just showing that and being getting getting visibility of that just made me feel that's okay I don't have to be perfect in every presentation um and I definitely feel through Ashley and I have um, started a, a mentoring relationship ourselves about 12 months ago um, and ever so proud that she was promoted within eight months by the way so massive clap right, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> thank you but you know this started with Ashley coming to me and saying can can you help me with areas around getting a platform within the organization and that was absolutely something I could help her with but then I started becoming vulnerable back to her right and I think that sh- that enabled her to become more open to me so we could work together and help each other with the gaps and you know mm-hmm. to this day you know Ashley still is the one that drives me forward because she's at a different point in her career and her energy just drives me forward every day so I think when you start becoming vulnerable and bringing this whole self to work I think people are more willing to or are able not willing able to help you and support you Do you think there has been a shift in that way for women, um, I guess, because sort of traditionally in business, we almost try to assimilate a man and be very tough. Mm. Um, And do you think that's changing now? Do you think we are realising that we can share our vulnerabilities? We can be, you know, our whole selves? I, I think there is a shift and I think probably what's driving a lot of that is, you know, women and men are finding, you know, within organisations, their little support network, you know, a little group of confidants that can help them strategize, help them meet their goals, help them negotiate and find a safe space to kind of vent their frustrations. So when you find that within a business, it then becomes and you become accepted for your whole self, it then becomes easier to then allow that to kind of peripherally into the rest of the organization once that little your little safe group accepts you and your whole self who you are you're like oh well well you know they've accepted me and they didn't know me 12 months ago so why can't I just be myself to everybody and that little um, platform gives you the confidence to, to to be you because you know I have over my 15 year career been told I'm too much I'm too loud I'm too emotional and I always felt insecure about that you know and and then I started to think about you know somebody gave me a really good bit of advice and said what what's the opposite of those words or those descriptions too little too quiet not enough well I'd far rather be too much so just you keep being you you know and then you know that gives you that so absolutely I do think there has been a shift and I think 
people you know accept that men and women men and women are different but actually their diversities and their differences is what creates innovation and creates you know a good culture so yeah I would say I, I have seen a, I've seen a change I completely agree and I think like you just hit, hit the nail on the head in terms of it brings that whole culture and it and it becomes an environment people want to work in and then you naturally excel and you do better because you're in a kind of for want of a better word safe space um, Absolutely. And, and you can just you know you, you don't have to have this kind of front of well I'm this person at work and I'm uh, someone else at home and I think from from what I've experienced as well and the, particularly in the last couple of years it's massively accelerated just by just video calls and you know like you mm-hmm. say you could be sat on a call with your CEO and suddenly their kid runs past screaming or <laughs> do you know Every and day. it just makes it all it makes them normalizes them yeah completely and, and you're not so much kind of the, although there's obviously naturally hierarchy in a company it people become more approachable and yeah it's that human element and I think that's so so critical so yeah. tell us more about your mentoring program then what is this about what have you created at Boomi? so what we're starting to create as we broke away from the Dow Technologies family was a global mentoring program which was not it was not focused on reverse mentoring at all and, and HR are very much driving that forward and it, it's becoming a great success. Um, I think just building on to the points that Ash and, and Steph were just making, um, outside of the whole women and men diversity here, something that Ash and I are really passionate about is the global organisation that we work in. Um, you know, just being in, in the States recently at our sales kickoff, for me, as Ash knows, the one thing I wanted to do was go and bond with my colleagues that I work with day in, day out, are from different cultures because different cultures bring different vulnerabilities to work as well right yeah so we're really passionate from a mentoring perspective that this shouldn't be you know just Gemma mentoring Ashley in the UK you know this should be us looking at cross-functional mentorship looking at um, diversity across different regions what can we achieve in being mentored across different cultures because I think that helps in really empowering bringing our, our whole selves to work so that was really um, the start of, of, of our of our notion, really, that we wanted to move forward with that. Um, and it was interesting that when we were engaging with senior leaders, especially in our international organisation, about how supportive and even in senior roles, how they felt cut off from the business sometimes and not being able to bring their whole selves to work. So they were very, um, I guess, encouraging in, in the want to, to, to bring that diversity of mentorship across not just age groups and um, across sex, but also, you know, across regions, which was really kind of empowering for us. So how does it work? Do you do you find someone yourselves that you that you want to mentor? Do you are you put together with somebody else? Explain to us sort of how it works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think because I was fairly new into the business, I only came into the business last February, you know, I was advised by my manager at the time, Scott Porter, to find mentors within Boomi, you know, and find mentors at all different levels. So I just naturally reached out to Gemma. So that is me proactively as an employee going out to find mentorship within our organisation. But we also do have a mentoring um, program that's running by HR where they will um, handpick so they will do you know personality um, tests so that they'll match you up with different personality types and find you a mentor within within or actually internally and externally um, the mentoring program works 
But what we're trying to do is kind of build and not just have a traditional, you know, the young person or the new person within the Boomi business learns from the tenured person within the Boomi business. We're trying to say, no, actually, you know, the tenured person within the Boomi business can learn so much from the young person that's just came straight out of university into a graduate stream. So we're really trying to, on top of the already existing mentor program that HR are running, the organic mentorships that happen already within Boomi. We're trying to set up a kind of the cherry on the top, the icing on the top and have, you know, a reverse mentoring scheme with 10 executives and 10 um, young people from our Young Professionals ERG group. And we will um, actually, Abigail, in that instance, handpick, you know, we've handpicked the 10 um, uh, execs and we'll handpick the, the 10 um young professionals and then we will take them on a, a journey for six months so it's going to run um, in our h2 um year and they'll be asked to catch up every month and then at the end of that six months they'll be asked to do um basically a a, a a business analysis video on what value they have added to each other and again we'll be put we'll be posting these on our socials and promoting um you know the reverse mentorship program for the next year and ultimately what we want is kind of that self-perpetuating or self-funneling um, program where then those young professionals become execs well guess what they're not going to forget our program so they're going to come back organically and you know try and mentor and give back absolutely and kind of outside of that as well you know obviously we've recently broken away from um, Dell but Dell actually have a fantastic mentorship program which is called STEM Aspire and I'm actually part of that and I've been mentoring a, an absolutely phenomenal young lady um, called Radina I'll just give her a little platform here um, who is doing her master's at um, Strathclyde University so um, I think it's also important to have organic mentorships within your business, have actual dedicated mentorship programs, but also step your toe outside into the big world and see what you can do to give back to, you know, the future generations. Because I think to me, I actually get excited when I speak to Rudina and I think, well, I know where I'm going to be in 20 years time, but where's Rudina going to be? And isn't that absolutely fantastic that I'm, you know, a part of her journey and that hopefully to the point where her mum sent me a Christmas message to say thank you Merry Christmas Ashley and thank you so much for all the energy and inspiration that you give Rodina and it's like to me well that's it I feel like I've, I've done it you know I've done I've done the role of a mentor obviously there's a lot more to it but yeah so this is just a shout out to anybody if you've got five minutes to scroll Facebook five minutes to scroll Instagram you've got five minutes to give back to the future generation and off, you know, load your knowledge to support them to break into um, careers that are, it's scary to take that first step into, yeah. into careers. And so I, was say, I think it's such, well, you can just hear the passion in your voice anyway. And I, and I know we've spoken about it before. Um, and I think it's so, it's so important to do. The best mentorships are when both parties win. And as an 18 year old, you've got so much to give as much as that experienced person. So I would be encouraging any 18-year-old who's being mentored by another person to say, this is what I need help with. Be vulnerable. And also to the more experienced person to say the same thing, right? But also to respond with, this is how I can help you. Yeah, good point. I think it's interesting because I've just recently got into a new kind of mentoring situation where I've got a new mentor. And uh, one of the first things she said was she's really excited to what she could learn. And it was the first time I've really thought about it. And I know you obviously you ladies have, have you know, you, you're beyond that and you can see the benefits. 
but um I've always traditionally kind of gone well a mentor like I'm I'm too I'm too, too old to be a mentee type thing and and or, you know but it's not it, it you're right it's you should never stop really um and it's I guess getting that initial I guess from my point of view I think that's something I missed when as a young adult and I wish I'd probably done more kind of put myself out um to, you know because I think you do get a bit overwhelmed and kind of don't want to push you know overstep the mark unless you're quite quite asked type of stuff but I yeah. but I think as well the only way this is going to be encouraged is that the more senior people that are out there have, are coming and bringing their their vulnerabilities because that enables the younger generations to open up and you know personally as well outside of work um very different to Ashley um I've been involved in mentoring with young people with the Prince's Trust um in my own personal community um but also with veterans um and the veterans I just think is an absolutely phenomenal um relationship because I learn every meeting I go into I learn about organizational skills I learn about structure I learn about governance I learn about how to compose myself now all these skills that come from this environment that you know I don't I don't naturally mix in um and that's just brought so much to me so I would always say as well as as a, as a young 18 year old go and seek mentorship groups outside of your own profession a bit like Ashley has, has promoted as well today how do you fit it in so this is my problem I, I'm back to back <laughs> all day long how, how do I fit that in because I'd love to be a part of it I'd love to do it but how <laughs> but I think the new modern world has enabled this right the ability to Every single week, I do an interview with a veteran and I can fit that in in an hour in my lunchtime. I've got to dictate when that happens because I am busy, but I can fit it in. And I think the more we can drive this virtual engagement, I, mean, yeah. I attended um, a counselling session through employee assistance last week. You know, I'm, I'm being vulnerable and telling you that. Right. And I did that online. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, we can. It's all accessible. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me that's a good point. I tend to um, have a I have a meet and eat with Rudina, so it's a lunchtime, you know, um, meeting. And whether it be fifteen minutes or whether it be thirty minutes, I also say to her, like, you know, make sure you eat. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're chewing down the phone or rather you're fueled up, but we're, we're able to to catch up. Or you know, myself and Gemma, if we have a busy week and we haven't caught up, but we'll just say, right, we're getting up early on a Friday morning. We'll meet at eight. Although she did ask me this Friday to do it, and I said no. Sorry, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll just catch up at eight and we'll have our breakfast do you know what I mean together yeah. so you, you can make time again if you be vulnerable and say well I can do it but I might be eating yeah I can do it but I might be walking I can do it but I might be driving you know mm-hmm. I think if you just be, be 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 open and honest about your situation then you then you can and I mean yeah, there's definitely weeks where I think oh my goodness how am I going to fit it in and I do have that kind of crisis of confidence or lack of confidence in my um you know time management skills but uh, when there's a will there's a way yeah you make it work and it, it sounds like you've kind of developed in like you've obviously got a strong friendship out of it as well so it's kind of you know whereas again traditionally you think mentoring it's quite structured you know it, it, you know you've broken down all the barriers across across the board by the sounds of it which is amazing absolutely and I'm you know I've got a lot a lot to thank Gemma for so I'll give her a little clap here thank you so oh. much for being my big <laughs> biggest fan but yeah Can I just um, say, last week I was having a really low day you know a proper female lust 
lack of confidence. I cried. I was over emotional. And I got this wonderful bunch of flowers that's sitting on my side here from Ashley with these beautiful words that said, flowers do not bloom unless they are being watered. Thank you for always topping me up and being a ray of sunshine in my life last year. Love, Ash. And that, for me, just gave me so much drive for the rest of my day. Um, So thank you, Ashley, for being a ray of sunshine yourself. Thank you. And one thing that I want to say about Boomi in general, I guess, as a business, is that there's lots of there's lots of gardeners, as I see. There's a lots of people who are out there watering the flowers when you've had a bad day. You know, there's a lot of people who are very tuned in to um to 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 their teams, whether that be um, senior management, whether that be your team members. So obviously, myself and Gemma are in a very fortunate position. But it's it's not just us that um, show kindness towards each other. It's very much a part of the Boomi culture. That's great, great place to work. So tell us more about Boomi then. What is Boomi? Oh, great question, Abigail. So Boomi is a um, cloud native integration platform, Abby. So whether you're an organisation that has bespoke applications that you've built yourself, you know, 20 years ago, whether you've got multiple databases where you're housing data, whether you've got an ERP system like, you know, IFS, whether you've got a CRM system, whether you've got NetSuite or Sage or best of breed applications within your landscape environment, Boomi is the platform that connects all these together. So there is absolutely no point in you as a business having siloed data sitting in all these applications because ultimately data is your gold, right? Data is the new oil. That data needs to be all brought together into a single source of truth. And the only way you can do that is by integrating those applications. So that's a very watered down um, uh, explanation of what Boomi does. We are a modular platform. So, you know, pervasive integration is the core of our platform, but we can also help you data catalogue and data prep your dark data, your unknown data within your business. I think I saw a statistic the other day that was 75% of data within a business is unknown. You know, they don't know where their data is, far less how to utilise that data to make money for them or to give business insights that will help them target the right customer or use the right marketing campaign. So ultimately, we help businesses understand their data, prep their data, integrate their applications, then master their data. And on top of that, if you want to make your data look pretty, then we can create workflows and we've got a product called Flow that helps bring that data to life. We start thinking around ERP and the challenge of ERP. You know, ERP is the heart of the business and it's that that stability to the business and the centre of the business. Um, You know, trying to get a single version of truth into your ERP when um, organisations are adopting best of breed software as a service type apps, but also have got a lot of these archaic um, mainframe and legacy applications as well. You know, to make the ERP system the heart of the business or that co- composable ERP, as, as Gartner like to refer to, yeah. is being able to adopt a lot of this modern, being able to connect it in with the legacy to, in order to get that single version of truth within your ERP. And I think that's crucial. And I also think as well, when customers are starting to, 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 to move to more of a best of breed um, model, the biggest challenges they've got is visibility of their processes across different businesses. So as Ashley was saying around our workflow capability, being able to smoothly move data across different application sources, but present it up into the central ERP is, is, is crucial. 
Um, and as we said, this this legacy problem isn't going away. I mean, Ashley and I had a a, a big conversation around the the medium business market the other day, where we found that seventy two percent of all AS four hundreds in Europe sit within the mid market space. Now, how can we help these organisations move into a a high volume, high growth model if we can't help them, you know, ad- adopt more modern applications by connecting into them, right? So I think that's the challenge we're fundamentally trying to resolve. And I think the partnership that we've now got, Steph, I'm hoping you find yep, is dead exciting, right? Because we can help we can help you accelerate some of these these more modern ERP uh, absolutely. strategies. Absolutely. And I see it across the board with all my customers and I'm sure other ERP vendors would be in the same position. So it's, um, you know, it, it, like you say, it's, it's bringing the old with meeting the old with the new and just, you know, unlocking the value that all these people, all these um, clients are kind of sat on. They don't realise how much data is sat there being unused. And I think it's almost criminal that, um, you know, that, you know, how much more efficient could their businesses be if they just had everything coming into one place and, you know, that, like you said there's so many different aspects of Boomi which can help um and I've certainly witnessed it with you know I've, I've worked uh, with Ashley obviously before and some of the other guys at Boomi and I've seen it firsthand with a lot of my customers where you know gone are the days of building these bespoke kind of old-fashioned integrations that are always the single point of failure when you come to an update <laughs> or an upgrade and it just doesn't work with an evergreen type model so um yeah I mean it's a complete game changer and every customer I introduce generally you know goes on to either purchase or you know it, it's in conversations or whatever that you know they're doing it's it's always a game changer I think the, the, the other benefit of Boomi is the ability to to connect data at speed mm-hmm. as well you know being able to take out the developers you know we're not we're not anti-developers we just think developers are expensive resource and should be spending their time driving innovation on the front end of the of the business. But, you know, if, if, if developers are going to be responsible for the connectivity of data, let's give them an efficient platform that's low code that enables them to focus on, on the parts of the business that, that makes the business money. And, and I think that's really crucial. We're all about efficiency, making back office productive as well as the consumers of the data productive by as Ashley was saying around our workflow capability of how you access data and doing that in an efficient way. And I think the one thing I just want to hone in on what Gemma said there is that we're a platform. So what I've seen a lot of businesses do, which um, I understand, but they're maybe scaling and growing very quickly. So they're in a state of panic. They're like, oh my goodness, we've got an integration problem that we need to fix now. So they might go out and they might choose a very simple and a very cheap solution for their integration problem that is here and now. But what they don't realise is their business is scaling and growing. And by three months time, that cheap solution is actually not fit for purpose because that platform doesn't have the technical depth. Ours is a true integration platform and we can help businesses as they scale and grow on that full journey, not just for the first three months. And then also, if they then have a need to master their data, catalogue and prep their data, or they're you know working with trading partners from an EDI perspective, you've got a, a one-stop shop for all your integrations rather than having to have an integration platform, an EDI platform, a master data management tool, an ER, you know, a standalone ERP that doesn't talk to anything. You know, you really want to have the best of breed ERPs like, like you know, what IFS are offering and then use the best of breed integration tools to connect everything together. So we're a, we're a platform, we're not just a band-aid for an integration problem now. 
one of the biggest challenges as organizations grow when they're trying to get that centralized view of data in their ERP is data duplication, right? There are so many products on the, in the market that um, address data connectivity in a low-code way, right? And we know that. And I think Ashley's point about the platform is really, really crucial because I think one of the best parts of our platform is our ability to govern data with our hub capability. You know, data duplication, if we've got step four across 10 different databases, if we're just going to connect that data, we're going to get 10 versions of Steph, right? Which I'm sure we're all blessed to have. We're not getting that single view of everything that, that, that Steph's interested in. So how do we know how to engage with her? And um, so being able to govern that data and pull that into a golden record. So we get one version of, of Steph, but we have all of her um, profiles across multiple applications into one, um, one profile is, is, is really important to what we're trying to achieve here. So in terms of ERP compatibility, then, are you compatible with all the big vendors? Um, are you adding to your catalogue ongoing or where are we at at the moment? Absolutely. So we are um, we are agnostic, um, you know, where I feel we we tend to drive enhanced partnerships with the likes of IFS is because we see a synergy in, in gaps and in, in obviously in, in, in both parties um, portfolio. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We, we are totally agnostic to, to any platform. We can connect together the, more, the most modern, the most legacy and the most customized. And, and also, I think one of the, the areas that Ashley was just talking, uh, was, was just touching on as well. This isn't just about traditional application connectivity. We can connect into edge data as well. So we can start to really drive those sort of AI, IoT type conversations. Um, I think to your point, Abby, I think it's interesting to see where Boomi will go next around where it invests. I think we're really trying to bop, in, bop bottom down on the core platform. But who knows if we have, you know, an AI capability coming in or um, um, some of those really exciting partnerships that we, we have out in the marketplace today that we may, you know, potentially look to acquire in the future, which I think would be really interesting. And are there products out there that have been built on the Boomi platform? So I think there's a lot of products that are um, engineered with the Boomi platform. Um, if I work across the Alliance network, so if I could just call out one or two of those partners, and we work with a partner called Open Legacy, who have engineered with us connectors to enable us to connect into mainframes and AS400s, right? So wow. really helping us with that legacy connectivity. We also work with partnerships such as um, a company called Solace, who are really helping us with those high volume transactions, the high complex cloud environments where you've got multiple clouds trying to engage together and you need more of an event mesh in order to connect them together. So I think partnerships are really, really crucial. But I think where Boomi is really trying to bottom down is, is focusing on what's core to our platform, which is that, that discovery of data, that connectivity of data, the mastering of data, and then the automation of data. And is Boomi an OPEX or a, a CAPEX purchase? Is it something that can be spread over a long time or? It's a it's a subscription. So like any um, other software vendor, there'll be an annual cost for your subscription and for your licensing. You also can utilize our professional services from a build, from a um, discover architecture and build point 
or you can use your internal team if you've got a large IT team to build out the integrations or you can utilize one of our um, premium partners. We invest in our platform, you know, like this, you know, applications or software that you buy that's just a one-stop cost, you know, well, how is their platform going to get any better if it's just a one fee, like a, feel like I'm losing my words here, um, just like a one-off fee and then there's no other recurring revenue for the business. Well, how does that work when you're investing in a, in, in a cloud platform and you're becoming best of breed and, you know, you're wanting to be for the, I think it would be if we, um, it will be the ninth year in a row we'll be um, leading integration platform on um, Gartner's Magic Quadrant. We would wow. be in that we wouldn't be in that position if we didn't invest year on year in our platform. So therefore, you know, it's the same. I, I don't, you know, I take out a three-year contract for my for my phone. I don't just pay one year and then forget about it. You know, O2 need to invest in their service. So hence why it's commercially set up that way. And I think as well, op- because we're an OPEX model, it enables customers to scale up and scale down based on their, their business requirements as well. So it helps with that business agility. Um, and, and all the different components of the platform that Ashley spoke about, you know, can be scaled up and scaled down on business demand. So it really gives flexibility around organisations when they're trying to scale or when they're trying to drive forward digital transformation projects. And how long do you tend to um, how long does it take to see a return on that investment usually? I mean, to be so honest, you'll see a return on the investment pretty much straight away. So, you know, a typical integration might take, you know, developer take 15 developers six months. And on the Boomi platform, it could take two developers four weeks. Wow. So there's your return on investment, you know, from the get go, because you're not having to enable, you know, 40 devs to go and do this bespoke point-to-point integration you can just get two of them to focus and own the Boomi platform and then that we can we can do complex integrations I think the longest I've seen it take is about six weeks so um from from that's exactly what I've seen on the front line it just from personally from my uh, from my customers you know traditionally where they've done an upgrade it could you know be weeks and weeks of development time it literally is days turnkey in terms of and it you know no one's ever regretted it that I've spoken to for sure it's always been really positive and they've just added more connectors each time so we've just um had our um total economic impact report um Mm. by Forrester redone and I think it came back with some really interesting stats around exactly that you know two years ago customers were getting a a 300% return on investment within six months that's increased to 407%. So it just shows the efficiency wow. that we're building into the platform to help customers really realise that, that, that investment potential and that return very quickly. And I think the other important thing to note about the Boomi platform is all the training is for free, girls. Like, when do you ever hear that? Free Never. training. You can, you can get all the way up to... Um, EA, so Enterprise Architect, a fully certified Enterprise Architect on the Boomi platform, free of charge. Yes, we do sell and offer, you know, training solutions, but actually you can do this self-paced in your own time and fully certify yourself on our platform. And I think that's something that's quite a USP, um, you know, a unique selling point because, you know, when do you get anything for free apart from, you know, some YouTube tutorials showing you how to cuddle your hair for free? Other than that, there's not much in the tech world that is free. And is that for uh, users or partners or both? 
for anybody that wants to, to to go on and get their hands dirty with the Boomi platform, Abby. So it's anybody. So partners can absolutely use the you know use the the link to the training material and go through the coursework. Myself as a you know employee of Boomi have went through and got certified up until a certain point. Obviously our ISE team and our technical team that's part of their training. They have to go through it. You know the IFS team. You know as I'm sure we've sent over the links to the training for 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 them as well. They can have a little bit of a play around with it. So absolutely and it's interesting because you get customers who kind of do all different things you'll have you'll send the training links to customers and some of them won't read any of it and then you'll do a second discovery call and you've got you know your developer being like ash i'm nearly certified up to solution architect here so it's um yeah it's it's a great it's a great community yeah it sounds it and i guess you're learning transferable skills as well um, for free which is amazing I was going to add to that, actually, you know, I'm very excited to be working with IFS on building out a centre of excellence on Boomi um, and really looking at how we can help build blueprints to support the IFS solutions um, around data connectivity as well. So that's a really exciting around training, around how we are um, getting the IFS team up to speed from an architecture standpoint. From my point of view, it's been an amazing conversation. I mean, personally, I've learned a lot just on all all dynamics of it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming, ladies. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you so much for having us. And yeah, really excited to see um, what this year brings for all of us professionally and personally. I'm sure it's going to be a great one. Yeah, definitely. And um, hopefully we can have you back later on in the year, perhaps, and uh, see where we're at then. (laughs) good absolutely right i'll let you all go thank you very much for joining us girls and uh, we'll speak soon